snap it, and it's Trey Burton who throws caught. Bowles, touchdown. Here he goes. It's Hester. Inside the 30. Hester's going to take it all the way for a touchdown. You're listening to the Pigskin Project, the world's number one football podcast. Now, with more insights on all things football, here are your hosts, Ben Hansen and Ryan Matthews. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Pigskin Project, um, where we, it's been a little bit more busy as far as headlines go in the week. Um, feeling a lot better uh, than, than last week as far as headlines go. Uh, a lot more to discuss. Um, something I want to get into really quick before uh, we get started. Um, contrary to what we have been doing the last couple of weeks, we will not be doing uh, the rankings as well, or uh, categories or whatever you want to call it for, um, you know, tiers, tier rankings or whatever. Yep, we'll not be doing is. that this week. Uh, we have something else planned, so stay tuned. It's going to be awesome. Um, just to kind of eat up that time a little bit. Ben's always going to do his Ben's college corner. You know how he is. He, he works hard for it too. So, uh, plenty of time for it. Um, if you guys are watching live, I want to say thank you very much because for one, um, like an hour later, um, <laughs> yeah, than we normally yeah. are. So a uh, little bit later, um, as far as content goes, I'm hoping that we have some stuff lined up. Um, I'm, I have some surprises in store as far as content goes. Um, some that Ben doesn't even know about primarily to a certain extent. Um, and then uh, we also have an announcement later on in the show um, following Ben's college corner. So if you guys are listening yes. on any platforms and you guys just want to skip to the news, you could more than welcome to do that uh, <laughs> following after Ben's college corner. Um, there's going to be the video re recording as there always is on Spotify. So you guys can kind of see that as well. Um, and then we'll end it on Weddle. We're not doing gridiron goofs this week. So you guys can kind of do that. Um, now that we're doing that, I kind of like going through and kind of relaying the timeline of what we're going to be doing. Yes. Um, so, but, but there is, and there always will be kind of like a surprise segment in between, um, as far as what we're going to be talking like right after weekly news or whatever it is during the off season. Um, and then everything else during the in season, you know, um, is, is pretty much always going to be according to schedule. So um, without further ado, let's go ahead and get started with our first segment. Ryan and Ben bring you weekly news. So some uh, pretty big news as far as um, I mean, big wide receiver signing that I didn't think was going to happen until the draft. Um, OBJ to the Ravens out of nowhere. I mean, yeah. the hype for it was really surrounding um, all New York Jets and, and maybe a return to the Giants. Um, the deal's worth $15 million and it can be up to $18 million with incentives. Uh, so that's pretty big for the wide receiver. Um, 
before I get into my thoughts, Ben, I want to kind of dive into what you're thinking, bro. Um, what do you what are you thinking as far as this deal? Yeah, no, uh, like you said, I was I was kind of surprised it was the Ravens. I mean, they're a good fit, but it kind of came out of nowhere. Like you said, you know, pretty much everyone thought he he was going to be a Packer or uh, not a Packer, a Jet. Um, so Might as well be. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so when anyway. he signed so with the Ravens, I was a little bit shocked. Um, but then I was even more shocked to find out he's making a base of $15 million. Um, and then, like you said, more or less? Oh, absolutely less. Mm. $15 million for a player who didn't play at all last year coming off his second ACL tear. Uh, it's just, it's it a, be a private deal. It, it should, yeah, it should not have been that much. And um, it just, I find it ironic that they, um, they'll they pay a hurt dude who hasn't played all season $15 million, um, which is on the higher end of a wide receiver contract, but they won't mm-hmm. pay their quarterback the money he wants. Um, I, I think that this is a negotiating tactic. And we'll absolutely. get into this shortly after. Yeah. Um, as you know, if you listen to the podcast regularly, we know we have a pod or a, uh, no, I mean, we have a group chat on the side and uh, mm-hmm. pretty much we just kind of discuss everything as it happens and we kind of take the big stuff and push it into here. Um, as far as that goes, I mean, the first thing I said was holy overpay. Like, this was yeah, just exactly. Wow. Uh, mm-hmm. I was not expecting anything more than around maybe $11 million, honestly. I know the wide receiver market's been crazy, and I know that OBJ was looking for a lot. Um, But this absolutely seems like a negotiating tactic, and that leads me to my next point. Uh, Lamar looks to be playing on the franchise tag. He posted a picture of him and OBJ on FaceTime. Definitely looks like there's already a connection there. I'm excited to see that duo, um, which, Mm. I mean, if you're a Baltimore fan, you're absolutely just thanking your lucky stars right now because – Lamar Jackson, he is a top 10 quarterback and he is generational. Um, and, and to lose a guy like that, especially around this time, um, yeah. I mean, that's, that's not a great spot to be in, especially when you're a playoff contender right now. Um, you know, you're competing in a, a very competitive AFC North. Um, you could definitely make a point And it, as long as your team stays healthy for the love of God, um, which by the way, leads me <laughs> yeah. to my next point. Um, so this team, very injury prone, as we've seen in the last couple of years, um, falls short of expectations a lot. So I find it almost comical that they go and sign arguably one of the most injury prone veteran wide receivers <laughs> on the market for $15 million. Yeah. T- tough look, especially when your, your quarterback's been looking for a wide receiver for a while now. Um, so that's, that's very interesting. Um, next. Uh, ben, I'm going to let you take the first point here. Uh, Saquon has not signed his franchise tag, and it doesn't look like he intends to. Um, yeah. What's your thoughts on that? As I forget, or, or I add another headline that I forgot. <laughs> yeah, no, you're all good. No, I'm, I mean, I'm not surprised. It doesn't shock me. Um, I mean, it's not something going into, you know, I guess it came out today. You know, it's not something I woke up today thinking, hey, Lamar's not going to sign his franchise tag. But but it makes sense, um, at least from him. Um, he is a dude who's been hurt, and he's thinking to himself, "A, I'm worth ten million. I'm worth more than ten million dollars, because that's what the franchise tag is." 
And I want a contract that I'm going to be on for a little bit extended period of time because I know as a running back, my shelf life is short. So I at least want a contract where I can go out and make money before, you know, before I can anymore. So for him, it makes sense that he's going to, you know, sit back and then say, no, pay me my contract. And I'm not surprised that he's doing that. Um, My only concern is, and I don't think it'll be to this level, um, but the last, uh, the last running back to sit out, well, I guess the last two running backs to sit out a season and not play uh, were Melvin Gordon for the Chargers, and that's when Austin Eckler stepped in, and then mm-hmm. Le'Veon Bell, who has been absolute trash since that point. And I'm yeah. not saying that those two are correlating to Saquon being, because Saquon is, is one of the better running backs in the league, top five. Um, so, you know, I'm not saying – He's going to be bad, but it just – there's a history of that working – not working out for the running back position. But then the question, yeah. um, I mean, that you posed right after hearing this was, what does this mean – or maybe it was Matt. It was one of the two of you guys. Yeah. You're like, what does this mean about Jacobs and Pollard? And I think that's interesting. I wouldn't be surprised if just Jacobs does it because he's at least has more of a track record of playing throughout You know his four – seasons but uh i would be surprised if pollard does it because this is his first season of like actually getting significant touches um but i mean i i think that's a good point to you know point out what what does it mean for the other two running backs that are on the tag yeah um i mean honestly this is probably just going to lead to another extension um there's different ways that we've seen general managers um you know yeah work their gymnastics around the cap um, I'm seeing a very expensive deal for Saquon. And if I'm a Giants fan, I'm almost not a really big fan of that. Um, <laughs> signing a running back to a long-term extension has proved pretty um, costly in some situations. And with Saquon, yes. it seems like it could there, it could be the exception, but that risk is it, enough to make you double, you know, think twice mm-hmm. about it. So, I, I, I've always been in the boat with you there. You, you don't pay running backs a second contract unless they're the elite ones, which yeah. Saquon is. Um, but really, and maybe it's because um, it is such a big event and, and it doesn't happen that often. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe this is why this is the person that comes into my head. Um, but when I think of a top-tier running back signing to a bigger contract, at least at the time, who was injury prone, my head goes to Todd Gurley and that did not work out. Todd Gurley signed a very big deal and not, you know, two years later was he like cut and not even playing. So like you said, I mean, it is a concern if that's what the Giants end up doing. Um, And if you're Giants, you probably at most only sign him to a three-year deal, I would think. Yeah. I, for one, I was a huge fan of Todd Gurley. So was I. <laughs> um, I mean, it's a shame how yeah. everything panned out. But, yeah. yeah. Um, the next one, Jeff Okuda has been traded to the Falcons for a f- one fifth-round pick from this year's draft. Uh, wow. I mean, first <sighs> off, let me just say, I would think that Okuda's asking price was going to be a lot higher because he's young and he's, I mean, he's 24 years old. Like, I, I don't know. In, in, I understand like, you know, when it comes to the grades and everything like that on PFF, if you're looking at that, it's not really as impressive, 
But like this was a high first round draft pick, and and he's still got a lot of potential. Like, first yeah. off, I mean, you know, after after making that clear, I just want to say the Falcons have been making some pretty good sleeper moves this season. Oh yeah, uh, or off season. Um, it's <laughs> it's almost like the NFC South is just kind of like, what's going on here. Like, you know, um, <laughs> I mean, they were full of mediocre teams, and now it's just like okay. Mm-hmm. The Falcons are they're, they're in a better spot now. Um, so, I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how that pans out for sure. But fifth round pick for that cornerback, a 24 year old cornerback that was a starter, no less. Yeah. <sighs> wow. They were there. I mean, there were two things that came into mind almost immediately when I saw that was, wow, yeah. the uh, the the Lions are going to take. Uh, whoever they that use was... their top cornerback on their board at yep. five, you can pretty much lock in whoever it is. Um, again, for me, I'm going to continue pushing my Christian Gonzalez. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I wouldn't be surprised with um, Witherspoon. But then the other thing um, was like right o- almost immediately after them because he was picked third overall. I mean, you had a run of some like really, really good players uh, yeah. almost immediately. I, I mean, immediately after him. Um, Andrew Thomas went, and then two picks later, uh, Justin Herbert went, Derek Brown went, um, Isaiah Simmons, who's been, you know, iffy, but at least is playing and isn't getting traded, went. Um, and then even a guy at, like all the way down at 16 in AJ Terrell, who's looking like one of the better cornerbacks, is still here. CD Lamb went at 17. So they just, they, they miss a whole lot of really, really talented guys by picking him third overall. Um, but also the discourse on Twitter was was making me a little mad because people were like, well, this is why you don't take a, a cornerback in the top five picks. And obviously Sauce Gardner was is, was, a, was a better prospect. I have no doubt about it. Um, but also if you let this one thing decide, then you're going to miss out on a prospect like Sauce Gardner. And it's easy for me to say now Sauce Gardner was a better prospect, which even at the time I think he was. Like, going into the draft, people viewed Jeff Akuda as a generational talent at cornerback. That's why he went third overall. Um, So I just – people need to calm down. You know, if there's a blue-chip prospect there, you take the blue-chip prospect. You know, and I wouldn't say Jeff Akuda's a bust, but, you know – in every draft, a player doesn't, you know, live up to the hype that they're they're, you know, projected out to be. So people need to calm down. It happens all the time. Take the best player available, and that. And again, the reason I'm saying that in this year's draft is because they'll probably be a cornerback going with the fifth overall pick to the Lions again. So Lions fans, please don't let this pick like affect how you view whoever you select at five. It'll be okay. Yeah. Um, so my next point is uh, Devin White has requested a trade out of Tampa Bay. I'll be completely honest with you. I don't know all that much outside of the fact that he's a pro bowler. Um, he's I know very, that very good. <laughs> I was going to say, you could probably dive a little bit deeper into this and how much of an impact this is, takes. And then I can get into the next three headlines. Three for wow, sure. Okay. As far as, yeah. yeah. Um, no, I, I mean, Devin White did have a, a down year this year, um, and any team that trades for him is going to have to pay him. I mean, that's probably the reason why he wants out of Tampa Bay. It's because he has one more season left, and then he wants to get, you know, paid the big bucks. 
Um, but it just I, – any team that trades him, I, I was joking. I was like, I'll trade a third for him. And I'm not a linebacker guy. I mean, like, I am go out and fix everything else. But, like, that's how good I believe – he, he can be and how he's been in the, you know, the past few years. Again, this was a down year for him, but I mean, he is a difference maker there for your defense and any team that ends up getting him is going to get a really, really good guy. I, I, I don't know. Um, I'm not surprised he wants out. Um, and it was kind of looking like that was what was going to happen because over the like the last month or so, he's been kind of tweeting out some pretty cryptic things on his, uh, twitter and, and you know putting out some stuff instagram on his instagram yeah, yeah so i'm not i'm not too surprised that this this has finally come out um but i thought when levante um resigned there that he was gonna he was gonna stay with levante but i guess not so it'll be fun to see wherever he ends up going my guess is he probably gets traded day two of draft mm. um speaking of potential day two trades the Jets and Packers trade discussions surrounding Aaron Rodgers has stalled out over the last couple of weeks. Uh, they just can't come to a conclusion to this deal. That's all that it is really cut and dry. But let's face it, I I know I feel like we don't see eye to eye on this. I feel like it's you that I disagree with here. He's not worth a first round pick. He's, he's not. not. Uh, okay, cool. So we're not. <laughs> else. Yeah, he's not worth a first round pick. Don't sit here and tell me that he is. I think. Um, I forget who it was that, that said that it might be Matt. Honestly, Matt's been pretty good. Props to Matt. Listen to Bust, uh, Bustworthy. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, nonetheless, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, right? You're looking at second round pick this year, maybe a third round pick this year. Not, yeah. not you know, I'm saying either or. And then a third round pick that turns into a second, depending on if he decides to play in the next year as well. Um, so, yeah. I mean, you're potentially getting two thirds or a second and a third or a second and a second, like that's pretty good trade compensation, but it's not a first round pick and Packers fans need to chill out. Like, I understand you've got emotional ties to them. I understand, you know, it's going to suck when it happens. I'm so sorry, except I'm not. Um, the trade compensation is going to be significantly less than whatever you think. I saw some wild things on Twitter, dude. You're not getting sauce. You're I not know. Glenn Williams. Like, I don't care what you say. <laughs> Garrett Wilson's off the board. Okay. Like, nothing that the Packers can do can make them a competitive. Like, they're not. They're in a rebuild. And and I will tell you this. I no. saw a tweet that um that is that is hilarious to me. The Packers are in the same exact spot right now that the Bears were in last year. Like, and maybe even, you know, but my thing is, as far as Packers fans go, they're going through the same exact thing that Bears fans did because Bears fans didn't want to admit that we were going through a rebuild. We didn't. We were going through it. We're still going through it. But at at the moment in time, for some reason, Byron Pringle made me excited. (laughs) Um, like that's not going to make you competitive. The pack, the Packers haven't made a move all off season, not a single move. They have gotten worse. They're losing talent. The defensive side of the ball as not, not as much as the offensive, but you're bringing in love this next season. Okay. And you're not going to surround him with an Alan Lazard. You're not going to surround him with a top wide receiver 
and, and there's there's definitely options available, but do they finally draft a, a first round wide receiver with the compensation that they get? Do they mm-hmm. trade back into the first round? Maybe they get a high second round pick and they could spend it on somebody who's draft stock falling, like I've heard Jordan Addison's is. Like who who knows at this point? And when it comes to it, I think they need to calm down and you're not a playoff contender. You're not. Like no. You look at Minnesota, like it or not, they're still competitive. I've yes. fought with somebody on Twitter about it that I work with and and I mean love that guy to death. Yes, his Vikings are still competitive. Detroit, yes. despite the fact they just traded a starting quarterback away, they get somebody like Christian Gonzalez or uh Devin Witherspoon, tune in to our mock draft after this. Um literally, I mean, they're they're still competitive. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, does that take them out of the running for Jalen Carter? I don't know. Uh, tune into the mock draft. But I mean, it's it's just a it's a steady like Detroit is getting better, and they're not getting yes. worse. They continue getting better. And and when you turn your head and think, okay, they're just the same old Lions, they're still going to get better. And then they might even steal a game from you. Um, so I mean, when it comes to the Packers, they, in, in my honest opinion after the improvements that the bears have made after the improvements that the lions have made and the fact that the Vikings didn't really change all that much, the Packers are right down there with the bears right now. I'm not saying that one's better than the other, because honestly you can almost compare them right now. It's just, you haven't seen the bears other than what they look like on paper. And God knows if you looked at the Browns and how they looked when they traded for OBJ on paper, that offense looked great. Yeah. They didn't really do that well. Um, so, I mean, it doesn't matter until you see them on the field. But right now, the way that the power rankings work, Detroit's creeping up on number one in the NFC. Yeah. Game. Yeah. But Chicago and Green Bay are right there in the bottom. And I could definitely yeah. see us splitting the series somehow. I'm going to be livid, yeah. but I could see it happening. Just let me take one. <laughs> That's all I'm asking for. <laughs> yeah. That's my tangent. Uh, I. Right? I'll let you. No, yeah, no. I, I mean, there's not much more to be said about it. Um, I think he'll either go for a second or third round pick this year, and then a conditional third round pick for the year after that can turn into a second. So, like you said, he'll either go for you know the two 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 three three two three three. Um, and yeah, like you said, the, the Packers fans are driving me wild. There were some Packers fans saying. <laughs> the Bears and Packers aren't comparable. Um, pa- Packers fans on Twitter are like, "Well, if you know the Panthers gave all that to get up to number one, well then the Jets better give us the first round pick this year, the first round pick next year, Quinn and Williams and Sauce Gardner for That's Aaron Rodgers. For yeah, stupid, stupid. <laughs> Please get out of here, Matt. While <laughs> I don't know you're, what you're talking about, while Matt's in the comment section. Enlighten me and tell me who's better, please. Anyways, continue. Unless you're unless you're finished with it, then we can move on. Uh, uh, the the Packers, buddy. I'm sorry. The Packers. Is the defense? That I think much better, I think though? they need. I would say so. <laughs> I would say so. I would say right so. now they they have they have an elite. They have an they have a borderline elite cornerback and safety duo. In Savage, who's their and safety? Darnell Savage. 
Oh, okay. All right. I'm sorry. I forgot. Dark, and, yeah, yeah. I apologize. Um, and Savage and Jair, um, they have a very good like like I think we overlook how good their defensive line is. Um, and that's not to add that Rashawn Gary, yeah, that uh, Rashawn Gary has um is coming back after missing this year. They drafted uh, Quay Walker in the first round, who's you know looked you know better down the stretch. Devontae Wyatt, you know, last three or four games. Well, he looked really bad right. you know, the whole right. season. Devontae Wyatt looked good. The I'll offensive line is better. They have they have Romeo Dobbs. They have Christian Watson, who looked like he absolutely killed it, as well as we poop on A.J. Dillon. They have A.J. Dillon. Honestly, A.J. Dillon is probably better than any back you guys have right now. They have right. A.J. Right. Dillon, right. Right. and they have Aaron Jones. <laughs> I'll stop you there because so... <laughs> at the end of the day, It'll be fun though. I definitely I cannot... think if, if if the Bears draft if the Bears draft well and they improve, I wouldn't be surprised if at the end of the season we looked back at it and we were like, yeah, the Bears are better. But as of right now, not knowing what the draft is, looks like and not knowing how players are gonna improve, I am with Matt here on that one. But that being said, if you guys draft well and you guys improve, maybe going into the season, I'm absolutely like I'm I, I want the Bears to be better than the Packers. So don't get that twisted. And I definitely think you guys, there's a path for you guys to be better than the Packers going into the season. I don't have a doubt about that. I, I cannot stress this enough. As much as I love talking about the Bears on this podcast, this is the pigskin project, and this is not yes. something Chicago-based related, anything like that. We, we talk about it so much, and I, <laughs> I love to expand on this. Um. With that being said, just counted out the weeks. We have about 20 weeks until the NFL season starts back up, okay? Uh, which means we've got about four weeks approximately or three weeks approximately until we can start projecting where teams are going to be as far as schedule release because that happens mm-hmm. shortly after the draft as well. Um, so stay tuned for that because that's when we can do a deep dive on these teams um, I, like I said, I would love to do a deep dive on this. Um, I I'm actually about to probably in this next headline. Um, but this is not just a bears podcast, so I don't want to yeah, stick yeah, around. And, and um, again, the draft is like three and a half hours. Yeah. Once we see the bears pick, once we see the Packers pick, I'm sure the conversation will come up again. Yeah. Again, um, we'll get into the announcement here soon, but yeah. we'll talk about it then. The Steelers have been in touch with the Bears about a potential trade-up to number nine. The Steelers currently have the number 17 pick. And as much as Bears Twitter loves to sit here and say, all right, cool, give us our first round or first, you know, our, our second round pick back. That is technically a, still a first round pick. Uh, I mean, it's number 32 overall. If the Dolphins didn't screw up, then we'd be fine. Um, so with that in consideration, we're not getting that back. You could ask for it. It's not happening. Um, the way that I see this deal playing out, and I don't want to, like I said, I don't want to dive in on it too much. Um, at absolute most, we're, to, we're getting number, I think it's 46 from the Steelers. Yes. And number 17 to move back eight spots. That's at that point, mean. we got Chase Claypool for a trade back in, in the draft, which – at that point, you got Chase Claypool for like fourteen pick trade back, which is, yeah, yeah, not not a bad move. Then you kind of correct that. 
Um, but at the end of the day, if this trade happens, which I could see it happening because they already have experience and a relationship built after the Claypool trade, um, hopefully the Bears end up on top. But at the end of the day, there's no telling. I think there could be future compensation involved as well. Yeah, They're trying to keep building. Um, I think next year is when – oh, dear God. Um, I, I I think next year is when the Bears are going to take that very next step. And if you add that extra draft compensation onto that, that makes it a whole lot easier to keep growing towards the future. I'm not saying they're going to be Super Bowl continuous. Let me just say yeah. that. They'll yeah. be in the playoffs, Not maybe not this year, but next year that's when you'll start thinking about that. Um, but as far as serious contenders, like that's that's what I'm trying to say. I'm not overreacting. Cannot stress that enough. Yeah, but I'm just I, saying it makes it easier, and that's what I think they're building towards. We're looking at long term here, and, and I've watched plenty of videos on it. That's their mentality with it. And th- this is this this is where I fall on any team. If there is a guy at nine or ten for the Eagles or something that you are absolutely in love with, don't risk it. Pick yeah. the guy. Getting the extra second pound pick is not worth it because then you I'm risk it to getting down to 17 and your guy not being there or so on and so forth. But also, if you're on the board and the only you know tier one guy left is – Bijan, which I, you guys won't draft a nine. I'd be very no. surprised if we draft a nine. Then trade back. So it really depends. But if there's a guy at nine that you like and you say, you know, this is it, don't trade back to 17. Draft it, yeah. even if it's considered a reach at the time. If you guys go into the draft and polls is like, you know what, that Darnell Wright guy, I, I understand yeah. Peter's on the board. I understand Paris Johnson is on the board. But that Darnell Wright guy – I absolutely love him. That's well. My, then that's take him. Yeah. yeah. Th- well, then take him at nine. Don't risk it. If you love someone yeah. more than everyone else, I don't. Don't give a flying freak what the media says. Yeah. Just take your guy, whoever it that's is, nice whether the media agrees or not. Take him at nine. Just don't yeah. risk it. But again, if if you like a whole bunch of people, then go ahead and move back. I was going to say, um, I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm very nervous. There's three great tackles in the first round that I think will definitely um, help solidify the offensive line for at least right Sweet. now. Um, and that's the same ones that you mentioned. It's Paris, it's Peter, it's Darnell. Um, at the same exact time. What? Roger Jones. Oh, he's, he's good as well. I'm saying yeah. specifically, you know. Um, yep. within this range and, and, and 17 is enough for me. And I'm just like, I don't know, man, like it's gotta be a pretty solid offer. And honestly, like if we're getting 32, then absolutely take it. I'm sorry. There's going to be an edge rusher. Like, you know, you'd be looking yeah. at maybe Nolan Smith, you know what? Tune into the mock draft. We'll, we'll keep going with that. We're already at 30 I, minutes. The, um, so, so my, my very last thing, um, as far as that goes, if all of the tackles are on the board, let's say you have all four ranked within that, you know, the same tier. Yeah. That if all of them are on the board at nine, then go for it. But even if one of them is off the board at nine, don't. Because I wouldn't be surprised if the New York Jets or, or if the New England Patriots surprise us and go tackle, if the Jets take a tackle. 
if Tennessee I think takes is a tackle. Patriot. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> um, yeah. we'll, we'll get there. Um, if Tennessee takes a tackle, heck, if the Eagles might take a tackle or some team might trade up in front of the Bears if there's a run on the tackle to take a yeah. tackle. So, again, I don't know. That's where I'm at. But. Crazier things have happened. So, yep. um, so the last headline that we have for you guys today, um, it's just a, hey, just in case you weren't aware type headline. Um, NFL Sunday ticket prices came out for YouTube TV. Um, for those of you that are subscribed, uh, right now it's available for $289, uh, $349 for non-subscribers. And then after that point, it's $449 if you set up after June 6th. And Red Zone is an additional $40 for the season. Way overpriced. Um, I I mean, I don't like it's it bad. at all. It's bad. It's horrible. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Anyways. So, next up, um, we're playing a little game here. Okay. Um, so, basically, I have a list of players. So, um, let's see. I'm typing this in with one hand here. So, we're going to play overrated, underrated, or appropriately rated with Ben. And he's going to give us a little short tidbit. I came up with a list of players, and this is the part I'm scared. that shocked about. <laughs> um, yeah. So, there might be a couple that we argue on. There's going to be a couple that we argue on. Um, I'm sure. And then there's, there's, there might not be. We're just going to kind of go through this list as it comes and if it goes pretty quick or quick relatively quick then that and then we'll it goes see. quick and then if not you know we'll see yeah so very first we're going to start in the quarterback situation uh trevor lawrence is the first one that i want to talk about i would say either she so currently he's either appropriately rated or underrated depending on the site that you go to because some people are like, well, he's a 15th. Well, he's better than 15th best quarterback. Um, but some sites are like, he, you know, he's the seventh best quarterback, which I can get behind. So I think yeah. he, depending on where you look, he's either appropriately rated because I believe he's probably going to be a top 10 quarterback this year. Um, I, I mean, obviously in the back end, like he's not going to be reaching, at least if I had to predict, he's not going to be reaching quite the height of Patrick Mahomes or Herbert or Burrow or Allen or Hertz. I don't think he's going to be in like that, but I do think he's mm. going to be a little bit behind him, just like right there. Mm. Um, and I think most places would probably have that. So, yeah, I would say appropriately rated. Next up, Justin Herbert. We all love Herbert. I, 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 we do, but this stems back, and, and I don't know where you're at on this. Um, I've had the same stance this year that I had last year. I do think he's a little overrated. Go and win something first, please. And yeah. I know I got some flack for it when I called him not an elite quarterback in last, <laughs> this time last year. Um, Look what happened. But win something, please. Go and win <laughs> something. And then once you win something, then I then fine. But you you it's not like he has a bad sporting cast he has two good wide receivers he has two or he has a really good running back two good wide receivers given his defense um definitely hurt him in the playoff game um but it's not like he has a bad team go and win something and he hasn't um i don't think he's 
a top five quarterback in the league. Yeah. Um, and if he is, he's five, but I don't think he is. Um, um which I'm not gonna run through that list right now. So yeah. Um last on the quarterback list, you already know who it is. Justin Fields. Um, um he's somewhere he's overrated in Bears media and he's underrated in national media. Is where I'm okay. at. Bears fans think say, he's the next savior of like football. Okay, and first then off, let me just say, <laughs> do you do you blame us? I do. I, I understand you guys have. I, I understand. I understand you guys haven't had a quarterback in twenty five years, and I mean you At guys all. might not. That doesn't say you guys might not have ever had a quarterback this good. Do you understand? Um, really, but quick. like I mean, you, you guys take, need to chill. He's not that top. Like, you take like Jared Goff. You take Jared I, Goff. His numbers. And put him on the Bears. He's the Bears' greatest quarterback of all time. I get what you're saying, but just <laughs> chill. He, he he's an awesome runner. It's I need to potential. see him throw. I need to see him throw the football. Yeah. And for the fact that people are like, he's either the first or second best quarterback in the NFC. Stop it. No, Stop yeah. It. Let me just say that was Adam Rank on a joke. He he loves doing that. I love Adam yeah. Rank. Hopefully we can get him on the show at some point. Wink, wink. Um, but you know, any anything like that, purely, purely just a joke. Um, mm-hmm. What I want to say really quick, just because I want to voice my opinion on this as well. I think he is currently appropriately rated with the media. Because like you said, um, there's only been a couple key moments in which he has been able to throw the ball in a, in a very like, wow. He's had a couple flashes of what he mm-hmm. can do, mm-hmm. but he hasn't done it consistently. So as of right now, as he's listed as an elite runner and somebody who needs to work on the passing game, absolutely appropriately rated. If anything, slightly underrated because of his potential. Um, See, so it's it's tough. Again, I think I think you're I think he's overrated in Bears media, underrated in national media. We hype him up so much, and and I've said this, and I've said this in the chat. If you go on Twitter and you look at the discourse about Justin Fields. He's either the best quarterback to ever walk the earth, he's him. or he's a running back that has never thrown a pass in his life and can't throw more than three yards. You're on so Packers it, media it's, too much. It, 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 that, that's everyone. <laughs> like, like it, it, it's either Bears fans saying he's amazing or national media saying he sucks. So there's there, there's a sweet middle ground there where I think he actually lies. Cop out answer. That's that that's true it that's mm-hmm. in, in my opinion i you know he's a pro- oh you yeah i don't i don't know why um in your opinion he's what go ahead in my opinion i'd rank him as a top five quarterback in the nfc where he belongs probably like probably five probably four or five he's he's just outside he, of five he he's he's four or five in the NFC for me, depending. I'm, I'm on, telling you right now, it's Jalen Hurts, big Hurts. gap, and then there's like it, it's, it's Jalen Hurts gap. It, it's Jalen Hurts gap, and then Kirk these Cousins. two these two are right here on the same level. I I'm, I'm right I think now. it's well I think I think it's Hurts gap, and then I think it's I I know we like to poop on him because of his his past season. Mm-hmm. But Dak and Gino are on their tier. I think it's those yeah. two. And then after that, while two of these guys are similar, one is not, I think the third tier 
is Kirk Carr and Infields. I think that's tier I think one, Kirk, tier two, and tier Carr. Three. I think Kirk Carr and Goff, and then Fields is that tier right underneath them for Goff. right now. I don't know about Goff. I I I, I well, I'm still out. On, on are Goff. we taking overall player at the quarterback position? Or are we talking overall quarterback performance? Because that's that's one. I'm just thing taking. Well, I'm another. taking everything into account. I in, in this. If we're taking the player we have, absolutely top five. Goff Goff has Goff has. Uh, Goff has reached his peak. He's not getting better than anything he has this past season. So let's let's move on here because I'll stay on this for a while. Yeah. Um, because I'll make a point, and then you'll make a point, and then I'll make a point reflecting yeah, off of that yeah. point, and then you'll do that. So. so moving on to wide receivers, OBJ, the newly signed Raven. I think he's very overrated. <laughs> I think I you think he's sign. overrated based on the contract he got. But I think in the media, he's probably he's probably appropriate rated because everyone in the media is like, "What? What is that?" Like, I haven't seen a single person be like, "Yeah, you know, he's a fifteen million dollar wide receiver." So I, I think he's appropriately team. rated right now, especially You're based right. off of like how thin this was. So he's without that one handed catch. OBJ is a slightly worse Mike Evans. Think about that. I mean, I, I, I think even with the catch, that one-handed worst catch, Mike Evans. that one-handed <laughs> catch, I'm just saying. I well, like, not not in play style, but as to where they're like statistically, rank, yeah. right under my yeah, right yeah. ever yeah yeah. Um, so I think he's overrated for sure. But uh, Juju Smith Schuster, mm, I think he's appropriately rated. Like I haven't seen anyone be like he's amazing, but I haven't seen anyone like trash on him. Your boy Devontae Smith. Underrated. <laughs> and I don't think and I don't think that's like an Eagles bias. Well, I think I think it's an Eagles bias because I watch the Eagles games, but I'm not just saying that because I'm an Eagles fan. Like I think if everyone were to watch Eagles games, they would be on the same page as me. I think he's around a top twenty-ish wide receiver. Um don't like around that, you know. I haven't like gone through like each and every, but I think he's around top twenty ish. But he he's definitely like there are teams he's a number one wide receiver for like for sure, and I think mm-hmm. that gets like clouded because he's the number two wide receiver on the Eagles. Um, yeah. But I, I I think he's underrated. <laughs> what what are your thoughts on Devonte? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think he's because I don't hear anyone right talk what. I think he's appropriately rated right now. Like, um, in in all honesty, okay, so on the scale of where he's at, I'm sorry, my computer kind of slowed down, so if I started started glitching, that's why. You're good. Um, Anyways, so um, if you're looking (laughs) – did I? Oh. Yeah, you're Um, good now, though. (laughs) So if you're looking at it, I think he's on the same, like – I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. I was going to compare him to T. Higgins somehow, but I think T. Higgins is better than Devontae. I think T. Higgins um, is better than Devontae. But, it, but a, I don't think it's as far great, as what people want to make it out to be. He's a great number two option, and I do think that he would be the number one option on other teams as well. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> I was going to say, he's an amazing right. number two option, and he'd be a, 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 a decent, he'd be a like good a one. Good, He'd be a good number one wide. That's why I'm saying. That's why I'm comparing him to T. Higgins. Is he would be a one somewhere else, but he's not on the scale of Jamar Chase, Devontae no. Smith. 
he'd be a one somewhere else, but he's not on the same tier as AJ Brown. Same mm-hmm. type, I guess. But the thing is, um, I mean, he's he's good, appropriately rated, I think for sure. Um, next up, my boy, my new boy, DJ Moore. Mm. Oh, mm. And, and and I and I and I kind of I, I want to point this out. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Devontae, uh, Devontae finished um tenth in tenth in yards. Uh, is it tenth in yards? Uh, no, it's tenth in catches this season. Okay. Um, where is he on yardage? I wish it was sorted by yards for me. It's not, but like, yeah, yeah, he had over you know a thousand. He almost had a thousand two hundred yards and finished tenth in tenth in catches. So I don't, I don't know. Anyways, that's besides the point. Um, I don't know. I would say DJ is probably appropriately rated as well. Um, I don't see anyone. Um, I don't see any. I don't see anyone talking about how like amazing he is, but I don't see anyone being like he's bad. Honestly, the people that I see saying he's bad are Bears fans. Like, yeah, the majority of everyone else is like, yeah, he's he's a he's a good, solid number one wide receiver. If if Devontae Smith was the number one wide receiver, he would be like DJ Moore. That's that's right. That's well said. It by the way. Look, I'm not I'm not saying that this is going to be the same exact situation. Okay, I'm not saying that they're the same player. What I'm saying is, Devon or DJ Moore's stats right now very similar to Stephon Diggs when he left Minnesota. Okay, I'm not saying that they're the same player. I'm not saying it's going to be the same impact. What I'm saying is, Stephon Diggs, very good receiver. When he got traded to Buffalo, holy crap, Buffalo got their receiver. Holy crap, Stephon Diggs, it's awesome. DJ Moore gets traded to Chicago. Eh, it's DJ Moore. It's I don't know. People are saying stat. the Bears fleece. I don't know. People are like, well, the, the Bears oh, fleece they, the Panthers. The Bears they absolutely fleece the did with the picks and everything. Which I get that. They did. But I, I don't saying. know. I, I, think, I think the media as a whole – is in a good place on him, and the only people that are saying he's bad, he is trash, are Bears fans. I'm venting about that. My thing is, this is an impact player and everything that the Bears needed at the wide receiver position. He solidified this wide receiver core as, hey, we have a decent wide receiver core now. (laughs) Like, just, just like, be happy about it, please. That's it. That's all I got to say. Um, as of right now, I think that he's slightly underrated because he's he's one of those like I'm a fly under the radar type guys. Like, I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, he, he's he's been in Carolina where they haven't succeeded well. They haven't had a good quarterback. He's put up good numbers. And he still pulled up great numbers with that dude. You you look at fantasy, right? Fantasy football. And, and I, did, I, I would not. Do, look, come on now. I'm tiptoeing. I'm tiptoeing. Hold on a second. <laughs> Let me make this point. What I'm saying is, he's not a first round wide receiver by any means, but you pick him up in the second or third round, that's a solid pickup. I wouldn't in fantasy; he hasn't produced the touchdowns, but that's besides the I'm point. Insane. That's why fantasy isn't a good. But yeah. Let's move on. Um, David Montgomery. Uh, I would say appropriately again, appropriate. No, no one's saying he's amazing. No one's saying he's bad. Yeah. Uh, Josh Jacobs. Ooh, that's tough. Um, that, that that one's tough because his career is probably oh, it's just tough because he had a really good season. Um, I'd say he's probably he had a good season. Probably, 
I would say yeah. he's probably a smidge overrated, but just that's my boy. <laughs> just barely. Not a whole lot. Uh Dalvin Cook. Um, I think the consensus is if you would have asked me six months ago, I probably would say he's overrated, but I think the consensus now has rolled around to like he's washed and not the player that he was once viewed as. So I would say appropriately rated because the consensus is I, I think the consensus as a whole has come around to that. But I think six months ago, people were like, he's still really, really good. But I think the consensus is, has rolled around that like, he's not as good as what he once was. <laughs> George Kittle. Ooh. After this season, I think he's a little underrated. Because underrated. I, I think, okay. After this season, I think he is. Oh, my goodness. What is happening? Um, um, yeah. I... He... No one has talked about him this season. Um, it, it's it's been attention to all the other guys, which which makes sense because he's had a little bit of a quieter season. Um, but he's still one heck of a blocker and a very good pass catcher, um, taking into account the tight end position. He's healthy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, somebody who's in the same exact boat, in my opinion, Darren Waller. On the Giants now. Uh, I'm excited to see that connection. I would say I would say either appropriately rated or a little overrated uh, because Waller is not the blocker that Kittle is. Okay. So. My boy, Cole Kmet. Hmm. Um. No, I would overrated. He's not top media. five. Overrated, dude. We overrate. We love our players. I'm sorry. Every single person that's there, man. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm. We're passionate. Okay, that's it. Um, that's I think he's underrated, but it's all right. And that right we're there is why on. I overrated. We're gonna move on. Um, Ben's gonna have his segment here. Pro football isn't the only game in town. Let's take a stroll to Ben's College Corner. All yeah, right. And um, who are we talking yeah, about today? Yeah, D tackles today. So I've made a bit of a boot word, uh, you know, mistake. So last week's episode, I was like, well, we have to put, you know, DBs together as a whole category. And I ranked them as tiers and, and go and watch that. It was really fun. I really enjoyed ranking all the DBs together as a tiers versus CBs and safeties. Um, but the whole reason I did that was because I was like, we're not going to have time to get all of them before the draft. And I was like, I want to save the edges until, you know, last. Well, literally the week beforehand, I did the edges. I don't know why I said that. That being said, on offense, I think I forgot to do tight ends. So it, it works out because it, while I did do the edges, I still did need the extra week um, to do tight ends. Anyways, so it works out. I know I promised edges. Um next week but i lied because i already did edges like two weeks ago let's go and watch the edge video um and i guess we will end with tight ends what a what a way to go out tight ends oh, i uh, kind of wish i saved me, dbs let me let me butt this in really quick and i'll just kill two birds mm -hmm. with one stone really quick i'm gonna announce this yeah, you ready um so speaking of draft stuff college stuff whatever um draft night who's ready for it um, if you were an NFL fan oh, yeah. in general that, you know, we're not talking about Bears, we're not talking about Packers just because we know a lot 
and we're trying to squeeze in as many Bears and Packers fans as we can. Um, we want to cover as much as we can as far as the NFL map goes. Um, we've got a Saints fan. He's watching right now. I'm sure he'll be watching the draft and everything like that. I'm sure, I'm sure we'll we can. On during the draft. Kinda, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we could talk to him. But if you have any kind of other fandom and you are listening to this podcast, shoot us a DM on our Twitter if you have it. Yes. If not, you can email us at it's uh, the pigskin project at gmail.com. And I will get back to you shortly uh, through email as far as a uh, podcast invite. We are leaving this open to as many people as possible, trying to get in as many reactions to picks and stuff, because last year was a lot of fun. Uh, We met a lot of fun people as well over the course of this year, trying to get a lot of cool people on. Um, Not to mention, I do have a slight announcement slash teaser Um, after the draft. We're having our, Big big fish come on the podcast, so um, definitely stay tuned for that. Um, I'm not saying immediately after the draft, but I'm saying at some Mm. point after the draft, this is going to happen. Um, But so, without further ado, Ben's College Corner, everybody. Uh, Yeah, we are not going to be doing our normal podcast on the week of the draft. By the way, we're just going to do the draft show. So don't expect yes anything more or less so yes so it. as far as that goes real quick guys um yep. so we'll have obviously you guys are listening to the one right now awesome thank you if you're doing that um you know do all the likes subscribe comment stuff we appreciate that, that um, but again stuff. um yeah all that fun stuff but if you guys are listening now awesome um if you guys are listening to this before the 20th then we'll have one more episode but if you're listening to this after the 20th that means the episode has dropped already for the draft, and then we're just going to live stream for the draft. So there's, we, we got one more podcast episode slash live stream after this, and then like Ryan said, we're just going to go live for the draft. Um, as far as draft reaction and stuff, we're not going to put out a podcast um, that week because uh, we're going to do the same thing we did uh, last year as to where we're just going to do the reactions live. Um and you know watch on youtube watch on twitter do all that fancy stuff but we're not going to um record an episode and that reaction since it's like three and a half four hours um is not gonna get downloaded and put into a podcast format just because it is way too long to go back through um and listen to so yes stay tuned for that watch that um but like ryan said um and once he gets back i'm gonna need uh, some producer stuff from him because I'm still still haven't figured that out and you know he's he's good with all this streamyard stuff. Um, but besides the point, yeah, we are doing D tackles today, um, and then next week we'll round this all out with tight ends. Um, but without further ado, um, no surprise, the best D tackle in this class is Jalen Carter, and um, not particularly close. Um, he has like on film he showed like the athleticism that you would have liked. Um, but he's also like a very powerful guy. And when you think of powerful guys, you think of, um, you know, two guys that are later on down this list, but he's super athletic, super powerful. Um, he has amazing gap control. Um, they asked him to two gap this year, um, which was, was awesome. His ability to fill again, either gap was really, really good. Um, but really the only knock I have on this guy, well, I've, I've two, 
Um, but in terms of on the field stuff, um, it's just some refinement around the edges of just stuff. Like I'd like to see him be a little more explosive. I'd like to see him, you know, chase down a play a little bit more here or there. Um, I'd like to see him add more hand counters. So he has a really good move set where, you know, he'll do a nice club and rip or dip or something. But um, in terms of like how he's going to counter, how the tackle does it for him, I'd like to see a little bit more, but these are really just nitpicky stuff. The dude is a top three talent in the class. Um, and I don't think he'll go top three because of his other really big concern was off the field stuff. We've covered it a lot. Um, there's not a lot of need to get into it now because we've you know already put out our official stances on where we fall on it. Uh, but if you haven't uh, been made aware, which I'd be surprised if you haven't at this point, um, he did get in a car crash um, or he kind of caused a car crash. He was racing with someone. Um, the person he was racing with got in a car crash um, and, you know, they ended up being casualties there. Um, so he's got his court sentence sentencing for that, but that also um, kind of the effects of that also caused him to have a pretty rough pro day. Um, so people are concerned about that. And while he's a top three talent, he probably won't go top three. Um, but he, 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 he really does deserve that based off of the way he plays. Um, and before I get into the next one, Ryan, if you could, I don't know how to do this stuff. Could you add our Twitters? Um, Absolutely. There thank you. Go. There you go. So um, Ryan also mentioned, uh, you know, if you guys want to come on the, the, the live stream, the draft live stream to, you know, either DM us or send us an email. Um, but also if you guys are following us, um, you guys can send either me or Ryan a DM. Um, Look at a little scroller right underneath my finger. Woo. There you go. Yeah. At the pigskin pod. That's pigskin pod. And if you guys want to follow me and Ryan, um, it's right here underneath our names. If you guys are watching um, on YouTube or live. Um, so go ahead and send either us uh, DM as well. If that, uh, if you guys want to do that as well. Um, but anyways, so it's him. And then there's kind of a gap. And then I think there are two players um, and, one I've been lower on um, who I've kind of come around to consensus on and then one that I was higher on and now am lower on. And these two guys, I would say, are the two tiers um, are on tier two alone, but I definitely still think one is better than the <laughs> Excuse me. I definitely think one is still better than the other. Um, and that's Ryan Breezy out of Clemson and Kalaja Kansi. I do think Breezy is better and we'll get into my big concern about Kansi. Um, but people talk about how he's had um, an injury history and stuff um, really outside of one injury. It's not been a concern. Um, and then everything else has been family issues. So he's missed a lot of games um, and people will say it's injuries, but outside of one injury, he's hasn't had an issue. He's had family stuff happen. I think his um, sister passed away. Um, someone close in his family passed away. I'm pretty sure it was his sister. So he missed time for that. Um, and then he did miss time for um, like a sickness he had, but that like, that's not injury. So people need to calm down on that. Um, so he, he did miss some time, which is a little bit of a con. Uh, but that being said, we'll get into that. Um, he's athletic and he does make some really nice splash plays as a pass rusher. Um, and you can see that upside that he has, and he, he'll come in and he'll be a good run defender. He's not going to be amazing at run defense, but he'll come in and he'll be good at it. Um, so he has the upside to be a really good 
pass rusher, uh, but I was really low on him because he had something like a 40% missed tackle rate, which you do not want out of your defensive tackle. Um, and that stems from a larger issue. Like I said, um, it's splash plays as a pass rusher, but he was never consistently this amazing pass rusher. And again, his bad tackling stems into just him not being a very consistent player. If he can even just up that a little bit, I, he would he would be, um, you know, probably a top 15 pick, but he's just not at this point um, because he can't be consistent with everything. Um, and then the other dude I have in this tier is Canty, Kalijah Canty, Pittsburgh defensive tackle. People really, really, really need to – to pump the brakes on Cancy. I understand why people are happy and why people like him. Because you see an undersized defensive tackle, went to Pittsburgh, and you say, that's Aaron Donald. And it's absolutely not Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald came in as a as an elite pass rusher, which which I think Cancy can come and do. But Aaron Donald was also a, a stout run defender. That's why he went where he did with his size. Um, Cancy's just not. <laughs> but Cancy's like super athletic, like very, very athletic, like 98th percentile, like athlete at the defensive tackle. So like he's better than 98% of, you know, defensive tackle and testing. Um, and that leads to him being a very good pass rusher and his gap penetration is just absolutely amazing. Um, but his concern is that run defense that I said, um, and he's just a small guy, but the really, really big thing I have, is his arm length. His arm length is just – I think there's been four guys drafted um, since, like, 2000 that have had, like, smaller arms than him. Four guys, and that's it. And the closest one was someone who went in the fourth round. I think that's Carl Lawson out of um, Auburn, and he went in the fourth. And people are talking about Kansi as a top-ten pick. Um, no, Kansi's not a top-ten pick. Um and honestly, like if someone like Ed Oliver didn't show that to you and show you why a guy like this shouldn't be a top 10 pick, I, you know, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Ed Oliver was uh, given, I think Kansi's uh, probably a better pass rusher, uh, but Ed Oliver was did have bigger arms than him and was a little bit thicker than Kansi. And he has struggled in the NFL. I just I, I I unless he's playing a like a gap penetration defense where he never ever has to rush or ever ever have to play the run, then fine. But that's just unrealistic. And his role coming into the NFL, at least in the first year or so, really concerns me because you probably don't want to ever play him on first down because of the threat of the run. And now he's not very good at it. So I've I, I've kind of fallen from Cancy. I I think I'd take him at thirty with the Eagles, but I wouldn't uh, be like even super confident about that. That that's where I am at Cancy, which is crazy because at one point in the process I did mock him at ten. Um, but it, it's just his his short arms and his ability to not play the run um, is very scary. But he has that pass rush upside at defensive tackle that many, not many defensive tackles do have. So um, it's really just at what point is the risk you're taking on worth the high upside that you could get from him. So good thing I'm not a GM that has to draft him. I'll say that. Um, and then the next two guys I have in their own tier, um, and that's Mozzie Smith and Keanu Benton. 
and they're both um, – well, I said there was a gap between uh, Breezy and Canty. There's Benton and Mozzie Smith are are pretty close. You know, they're like 1A, 1B, or I guess at this point 4A and 4B. Um, but they're both really, you know, I could go either way with them. I wouldn't be surprised if Benton went over Mozzie Smith or if Mozzie Smith went over Benton. It's really just a matter of what you're looking for. Um I will get into Mozzie Smith later because he's going to be my prospect breakdown. So that will lead me to Benton. I do have Smith ranked. Um, like Honestly, if I made a big board, he'd probably be like one or two slots higher than Benton. Like that's how close these guys are. Um, but really the book on Benton is he's big and he's strong. <laughs> he's not quite as big and as strong as Jordan Davis is. But if you like Jordan Davis, you're going to like Keanu Benton. Um He's big and he's strong and he has some really quick hands. Um, and that's what you want to see from your defensive tackle. Um, I think he's going to step in and I think he'll probably only play zero tech and one tech. Um, and I don't think you probably want to throw him at three tech. And then that's kind of my concern with him as to why I think he's going to go probably early second round. Um, and he isn't this amazing pass rusher, um, but he does have quick hands, which you like to see. Um, and he did excel and he looked very good the senior bowl that's kind of when um i think he's came more into the national light was that senior bowl because he looked very very good so if you're looking for someone who's big and strong who um can come in right away and play your zero tech or your one tech um he'll do it and he'll do it very solidly um and then a dude that i kind of have on his little tier alone um is siaki ika um, and think of everything that I just said about Benton and put that into Ika at like 75% of what Benton is. Um, I love Ika these, though. He's a good, yeah, he's a oh, cool guy. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I want to, I don't, I really don't mean to interrupt you and your no, you're good, and everything. I just want to say, I just, I love seeing this aspect of anybody in the, in the scouting combine. So if anybody who yeah. hasn't gone um, gets a chance to go definitely this is one of the better parts um after the combine you get to see a lot of players go and like embrace their families after their performance and everything like that and seeing siaki ika and um i believe what was his kids as his well daughter. as his yeah as well as his significant other i don't know if they're married or not but um seeing that aspect of it as well um it, it's just the human aspect of it you know a lot of people yeah. Um, focus so much on the player aspect of it. Seeing that um, just kind of makes you like them, get that little warm, fuzzy feeling in them, everything. A lot of people are mocking him in the third. Um, I'm hoping that he gets maybe a late second pick just because I like the dude. That's really it. I have a a strong bias towards him for some reason. Uh, <laughs> I like the grades and everything on PFF. I think that he's going to be decent, um, but Ben can tell you a little bit more about him. I just wanted to say that part. No, man, you're at, you're 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 good. Um, no, um, think think everything that I just said about Benton and put it like seventy five percent, maybe eighty percent of what Benton is, and put it in Siaki Ika. Um, again, just someone who's big and strong who's going to come in and he's going to play very good against the run, um, but doesn't really have that pass rush upside. Um, who can come in and, and play nose tackle or your one tech um, and just be a very good solid run stopper that's that's the book on siaki <laughs> um uh it, it's tough because he went to lsu i think his 
freshman year. Um, and then when LSU's defensive coordinator got hired uh, as Baylor's offensive coordinator or um, head coach, Siaki Ika followed him. Um, and then Siaki Ika's first year playing there, he actually won, um, I think it was a newcomer of the year in the Big 12. And it was like, oh, look at Siaki Ika. And, you know, going into the year, he was probably one of the top three tackles. Um, yeah, going into the year, I can safely say it was Jalen Carter, Breesy, and, and Siaki Ika. Um, Gervin Dexter was probably up there. Um, some dude who has had quite the Falcon Grace who isn't going to even appear on this list. Um, but he, he's just, you know, the book on him has, has, has you know, we finally seen the player that he's probably going to be, and that's just going to be a solid player. It's going to be in the NFL for eight years, 10 years, and it's just going to be a good, solid run stopper. <laughs> and like you said, we'll probably go third round. Um, sucks, but that, that, that's probably I just like the guy. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. just that simple. He's just well, a likable guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he, he absolutely is. And like you said, it, it was it was awesome to see um, he was holding his his uh, his his daughter, who I think is like a baby. She's just like one yeah. or two after the combine. And it was a very sweet, sweet moment. So for sure. Um, and then as I do for you guys, uh, I do later down the board. Um, I like to, to give you guys um, someone you'll see go fourth, fifth, sixth round. Um, and that's, we just talked about Siaki Ika playing at LSU. Um we're talking about an LSU defensive tackle and uh, Jay Roy or Jay Quillen Roy, Jacqueline Roy, um, Jay Roy. That, that's, that's, that's what we're going to call him. Um, he has a, a good frame. I wish he would add weight to it because I think he is sub 300. So I, I would like to see him around the 305. But, but he has a good frame that he can absolutely add weight on at the next level. Um, and he has all the tools um to be a good pass rusher uh but he just isn't there yet um he has the tools to be a good pass rusher isn't quite yet a good pass rusher um and he's not going to get abused in the run game but he's not the run um you know he's not the run game um defender that Mozzie Smith is that Keanu Benton is that Siaki Ika is um he's solid he's a dude who and this is why he'll go in the fourth or fifth round because Will be okay against the run, but he has the tools to be a good pass rusher. So, just someone for you to keep an eye on if your team is looking for a defensive tackle in that range. Um, and as I said before, some dude who's in tier three, um, almost tier two for me. Um, and I was really tempted to do it, but I didn't. Um, is Mozzie Smith? Um, I know a heck of a lot about Mozzie Smith just because he is a Michigan Wolverine. Um, He's 6'3", 326 pounds, a senior defensive tackle who went to Michigan. Um, and the book on him is is quite simple. Uh, freak athlete for his size. I know his, his combine didn't show it. Um, but for those who don't know what the freak list is, um, it's a list that gets put out by – it's not Bruce Feldman, is it? Uh, I think it is Bruce Feldman. Uh, Bruce from the athletic who puts out like, just like the best athletes, just like, and, and he takes position into account. Um, a dude that is six, three, 326 pounds should not move the way that Mozzie Smith does. Dude is doing backflips at that size. 
and that's I'm not over exaggerating. He can do backflips at 326 pounds, six three. You, that's just it's unheard of. Um, but just just like I said with Ika and Benton, he's gonna come in day one, and he's gonna be a very 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 good run stopper without a doubt. So um, if you know he never puts those hand or if he never puts those um, you know tools in that elite athleticism he has um, to good use, you're gonna get a dude who's gonna be very, very good in the run. And like I said with um, Jalen Carter, uh, Michigan asked him to play two gap pretty much the entire season. He didn't have any help. When he was out there, he was going to play two gap, and Michigan was absolutely okay with that, and he played very, very well at that. Um, and one thing that I saw is on line shifts and you know having to laterally move across the line, he can move down the line of scrimmage very well for a dude his size. Um, and he's he's has chased down plays. You don't see a dude this big chase down run plays the way he does, and he does. He's just very good at it. Like I said, he has a pass rush upside. Um, whether he learns how to use his athleticism or not, um, he is powerful, and he, does, he did it a lot this season. Um, he just takes the center, the guard, whoever's blocking him, and just drives him right into the lap of the quarterback. Um, so whether, you know, he gets around the dude or just goes straight through the dude, he can at least put pressure on the quarterback right away. Um, and one thing that you look at his film at Michigan that, that might shock you is, um, he ran stunts as, as a nose tackle, as a, as a one tech, he ran stunts. You don't see that from a dude and he does because that's how good he is. Um, really the only concerns I have on him is, um, he has smaller arms, not even close to Klyger Cansey. Um, he just has smaller arms. It's not, you know, this huge thing. Um, he is slower to get off the ball. Um, I don't know if that's just bad timing or what. Um, I'm going to chalk it up to bad timing uh, because he is explosive. Um, as I've said before, he's a good athlete. So I'm going to slow. I'm going to chalk up his his slow start off the ball to uh, just bad you know, snap count prediction and stuff. And then the last one, um, like I said, with his pass rush, um, he's not amazing at it right now. I'd like to see him develop some counters um, in there, but that's, you know, being nitpicky, you know, some DJ in a draft at the back end of day one slash day two isn't fully put together yet. That's why he's going at the back end of day one and not within the top 10 picks of day one. Um, but yeah, if you're looking for a defensive tackle who has, really, really good run stopping potential or who is really, really good at run stopping and has the potential to be high end pass rusher. Mozzie Smith is absolutely your guy. Um, cough, cough, saints, cough, cough, Cowboys. <laughs> um, those are just, you know, two teams I think he'd fit very well on. So, but yeah, stay tuned for tight ends next week. And I think next week we'll probably be, Unless like some crazy news happens and we have to spend a lot of time on that. Um, next week, I will probably be spending a lot of time talking about these these guys because it'll be the last podcast we're going to do before um, the draft. Yeah. Before the draft, which is kind of wild to say. I'm so excited. Close, right? It's just because yeah, right after the draft comes training camp. Yeah, you know, exactly. That's it. And then exactly. we're that close. So, mm-hmm. so before you yeah. know it. It'll be here. <laughs> right. But um, as far as next week, we're going to do tight ends. Um, but then also I'll probably use next week to just 
push my guys onto you guys one last time and, and kind of get a um, kind of get my guys onto paper so when they do succeed, um, I can say, ha-ha, look at that. And when they don't succeed, I'll be like, what are you talking about? Um, <laughs> but that's besides the point. So, yeah, next week is probably going to be, at least as far as the segment, a longer one than what you guys are used to. Um, but, yeah. It's time for America's favorite game, Weddle. All right, everybody. It's time. Uh, Ben's still killing me, but uh, we shall see if that will continue. Uh, right now, I mean, I won the last matchup. Um, it is 21 to 12 me at the moment. Um, I'm going to actually keep this up here. So um, I guess I'll, I'll start, and um, I'm going to go with DJ Moore again. Okay, that didn't help at all. So, oh yeah, by the way, if you're unfamiliar with it for whatever reason, um, we help each other out in the first round and the second round for all the marbles. So, yes. Um, so he's an AFC player that's tall, under the age of 21. My first thought was Kenny Pickett, but it definitely is not Kenny Pickett. Please don't put in Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett is <laughs> small. What'd you um, say? I don't put know. in Kenny Pickett? I'm just kidding. Yeah, right. Um, Trying to think of someone, trying to think of a quarterback that's like in this range. Uh, why am I struggling so much with this? I shouldn't be struggling this much to think of a quarterback, a young quarterback in the AFC. Dude, if um, they had like a college as far as like what, what school they went to. Oh my goodness. This game would be done. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Um, this is absolutely definitely not who it is. Um, it's just like at all. I need to put this out here. This is just to help us find some information. Uh, Joey B. All right. So it is a quarterback in the AFC. Um, I'm going to go with, uh, Trevor Lawrence. He... Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's the other guy I was thinking of. Nice. So, all right, so hard mode. I want to go second, so you can go first. That's awesome. A.J. Brown. Oh, I hope it's not special teams. Every single time yeah. green doesn't light up when we do offense, it concerns me. I'm so sad. I could have done – oh, it's only 11.30 your time. Sweet. Yeah. This doesn't count for me. That's awesome. I'm going to go with – just to get – Rid of the phys- Okay, all right, cool. So it's not. Ugh. There we go. Youngin, it's twenty three though. Youngin. Yeah, that's what I was trying to get. I was like, I think he's a little bit younger. Uh, we already have the height, and we know that he's in the AFC. And six one. Now we know you... that he's in defense. So. Yeah, six one makes me think that he's a safety. Like the second straight week that he's a safety, I think. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Hmm. Hmm. I'm trying to think of safeties that were drafted. And for some reason, my brain doesn't. Well, I know why my brain's not working. Um, this absolutely is not at all who it is because it's an NFC player, but I want to see if he's a safety. So give me Jaquan Brisker. He's too old and it doesn't work. But holy crap, he's is a safety. safety. I and I knew the height and the age matched hmm. up. So that's why I that's why I did that. <laughs> 23-year-old safety. 
So I can't think of anyone who came out of this class for some reason besides Kyle Hamilton, and Kyle I know. Hamilton is not. It's not him, no, because he's in the AFC North. Um, <laughs> well, also Kyle Hamilton is six four. So, <laughs> oh yeah. Um, I I can't think, man. I'm gonna. Dude, yeah, if they had schools, I actually might stand a chance here. I mean, like, it probably would have been done by now, but, like, I'm just saying. Um, let's see. So, it's not AFC North. So, let's break it down. Southeast or West? Yeah. Okay. Not that. Um, dang it, man. What's his name? Oh, geez, dude. What's his name? Uh, all right. I'm going to try and I'm going to try and guess the team. Okay. But it is on the East. Okay. So we have everything. But team yeah. number now. Okay. So that means he is a Bill, a Jet, or that means he's a Dolphin, a Jet, or a Patriot. Kyle Duggar. Who is. I think he's too old. Yeah. Okay. So he's a Jet or a Dolphin. I can't think of any Jets or Dolphins that were drafted soon. I'm that's how tired I am. I'm exhausted. I'm usually absolutely killing this game and no one's even coming to mind. <sighs> I can think of a safety for the Jets who got drafted, I think. Dude, why <laughs> I can't think I think he's of a... this draft class? We were I literally he... there. <laughs> he what were you saying? I'd like to see if he's a jet, but I'll just see if he's a jet right now. No. So by default he's a dolphin. Ah <laughs> Oh! Javon Holland. Was he that he's that young? I didn't know that yeah. he was that young. Wow. I didn't I I I I I did not think of Javon Holland simply due to the fact that like I don't think Javon Holland belongs yeah. in the hard mode of Weddle because um, he definitely I, I does it. Javon Holland is like a hot take maybe, but Javon Holland is like a top ten safety in the NFL because he's very very I think good. He's good. So yeah. I don't think he belongs in hard mode, but I'm I'm starting to put things together and I was like I. You know, he's young enough to be there, so why not guess Javon Holland? So there yeah. you go. Uh, without further ado, if you've made it this far, please, please, please leave a like on it. Like, literally, like, I see one of so you. So easy. see one Matt. of you in here right now. And I know if you're listening to this, you have the perfect capability of doing this, too. Give me that like. That's what Do I'm it. asking for. Do it. Mask Do it. it. Hey, pretty Do it. I asked nicely. Please. Um, anyways, yeah, just a like or a comment or something like that. Um, mm. 
review on our podcast would be cool. Um, yes. But yeah, if you liked it, tell us. That way we know. Um, if you have any suggestions for the podcast, as far as production and whatever, please let me know what you would like to see. I'm trying different things, trying out whenever I get a chance. Um, I've got that creative bug in me, so I'd like to figure things out. Um, but any kind of anything is very much appreciated. Um, lastly, so we are still on the outreach for our uh, draft show, as we mentioned earlier on. Um, if you're interested, please do not hesitate to reach out. I'm going to go ahead and put the scroller back on. It's going to let you know where to reach us as well as our Twitter handles underneath yes. our faces that you guys love to see every single week. Um, so I'm going to do my little outro here. Ben, do you have anything else for the people to listen to before we head out? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, just real quick, like you said, uh, draft show. Um, Mock draft. And like two weeks from now. Awesome. Go go watch the live stream from that, like technically two weeks from Thursday. Uh, but mm-hmm. two weeks from the time you guys are hearing this, if you guys are listening to the day it dropped. Uh, but yeah, the second point I had was, like you said, if you're listening to this, the one person that's in here, uh, hey, go over to our live and also do our mock draft to criticize the heck out of us, which would be awesome. Um, but also, if you're not listening to this live and um, you like mock drafts and drafts or something you guys are super interested in, um, go to our YouTube channel. Um, I know it's not technically under like videos, but if you go to our YouTube channel and you click lives, um, mock drafts will be right there. Go listen to that. Yep. All right. So we'd like to thank overtime sports network catching him off guard this week. He's not pointing um, <laughs> to thank uppercuts grooming, which I will definitely be seeing soon. Ladies and gents, I'm getting my car back. Very exciting. Um, not only that, but um let's see there's one more oh yeah uh spotify for podcasters um definitely a big help there um if you like this please leave a like comment review etc like we just went on this giant spiel for nothing um we also have more planned as we always do and uh Mm -hmm. like i said please reach out to us if you're interested in being on the show um and then without further ado that's going to be it for this week's episode of the pigskin project until the mock draft that we're about to do here shortly so um we'll see you guys in the mock draft otherwise we will see you guys in the weekly episode for next week so it's been real this has been the pigskin project this week and we'll see you guys next week